Howdy there, my fellow distance fellows. This is Peyton Zignago here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Happy Tuesday, everybody. It's the only day of the week that is 100% certified by Garfield, or at least in my mind. I discussed this last week on Tuesday because I am, for some reason, constantly trying to come up with new ways to give some zazz to the days of the week because I gotta start off every episode by saying it so you know what day it is. Also, random, but I must say that we reached our 30th episode on Friday last week and that is insane. I hope you guys have been enjoying my episode so far, and hey, you know what? I couldn't have done it without you, my dear listener. So thank you so much. I realize I didn't address it yesterday, but you know, we're already there at 32, so that's a great number. That's a celebratory number. We're not about conventions here on COVID Operation. We're here to do something different. And by different, I celebrate a fantastic achievement on a day that is not that achievement day. So you know what? Here we are, 32nd episode, celebrating. You know, after this, tapioca and I might go a little crazy and have a a mango popsicle and a catnip treat, respectively. Of course, I will be the one eating the catnip treat because, mmm, tasty. I mean, I will say this, I have occasionally, a few times, eaten some cat treats. They are not all they're cracked up to be, okay? They say great flavor, great taste. I don't know how tapioca can take that. I mean, the aftertaste alone was enough to kill a man. But, you know, they do advertise that they're like crunchy and and soft on the inside, whatever. They did live up to that. You know, in my defense, I was just trying to make sure that tapioca was eating good food and that it tasted good and was palatable, but I guess it wasn't really made for someone like me who is not a cat. But, you know, out of the other foods I've eaten, including dog food and fish food, Not the worst one. I mean, if you're going to eat either of those three, eat fish food, probably the best one. They're little flakes. They taste like seaweed. Probably the best thing you can have out of all of the animal food categories. Now, I know that sounds a little weird and you probably weren't expecting me to say stuff like that, but come on, what else are you expecting when you come on to my show here? I talk about a lot of things and I think I've said things that are maybe even a bit crazier than saying, yeah, I eat cat treats sometimes and they're not that good, but you know what? I've done it. I think it's something we can all relate to, right? I'm sure you've eaten something that wasn't really geared towards humans. You know, we all do it. We all regret it immensely later, but hey, boogie woogie, gotta get that experience in somehow. I mean, how else are you gonna know exactly what your cat is experiencing or your dog or your fish or your gerbil, I don't know. Maybe in the future I'll go on to continue to try other types of animal foods just to see. And uh, maybe I'll make a little list of my top favorites and my top least favorites and I can share it out with the world as information that absolutely no one asked for or needs. But it's there. It's like a lot of random Wikipedia articles about like days in history that I don't think anyone ever thinks about but are there and they happen so they get a Wikipedia page. It's like that except far dumber and far less helpful, but maybe someone will need it someday. The aliens will come to Earth and they will come and try to harvest our brains, but all they will be able to find is my list typed up on Google Docs and Comic Sans about the different rankings of cat food, cat treats, dog food, dog treats, fish food, gerbil food, chinchilla food, bird seed, which I've also eaten now that I'm thinking about it. It's a pastime, okay? I have pastimes, I have hobbies. Not only do I draw and sew and write, I also taste test animal food. And you know what? It's a valid hobby, okay? No one should be looked down upon because they like to indulge in the art of ranking animal foods. I'll say that right now. On this podcast, we do not shame those of us who like to indulge in our companions' care treats. 
There, with that said, I feel like probably scared you away from listening to the rest of the episode, but I promise the rest of it is not nearly as insane as this was, or preachy about cat food. Huh. Yeah, this episode has already taken a weird turn, but I- I'll get it back on track, I promise, with the second installment of Claire's poetry reading from last week. Yeah, last week she read a beautiful piece called And Then, and that was her poetry entry for that week, and then she has a second one that she shared with me, and now, of course, you as well will be hearing it. So, that's right, we're bringing Claire back from last week. You remember her, I remember her, she's fantastic. And both her pieces, the one from last week and the one for today, are very well written, excellent, and beautiful. So I think without further ado, I will toss it to myself in the studio to reintroduce Claire. Yes, it is the same introduction from last week, but you know what? That's okay, because then the poem will be different. So take it away in the studio, Peyton. Thanks, Peyton. I'm here today in my Zoom studio with good buddy Claire. Here to Hi. work. <laughs> This one doesn't actually have a title. It's just called Sappy Poems, and half of it was written in the notes section of my phone, so you know it's... As all good works are. (laughs) Okay, here's the other one. Parties are not the place to seek the divine. Yet against the background of concrete and beer pong, I saw you as a modern angel, blowing under black light, wreathed in suspicious smoke, I wanted to reach out, but I hesitated. The moment was ephemeral, a memory faded with time. It wasn't until you left me, back to the city across the freshwater sea, and my chest hurt from missing you, that the truth dawned, and I realized why I was afraid. I was resigned to missing you, in the way the last lavender of spring sway, hopelessly under the heat of the summer sun, Roots growing parched even as flowers bloom, taking the gifts offered, not daring to ask for more. I was afraid to confess, afraid of change, afraid to lose even a ray of your light. So I asked about other girls, trying to silence my jealousy. And I sat by your side, trying not to wish to be closer. And I told you you were my very best friend, trying not to say, I think I'm falling in love with you. Even as I stole a kiss, I warned myself not to pray for more. The prayers I didn't dare speak were answered as divine intervention formed as frustrated friends, sick of sad, sapphic songs and wishful sighs, blessed me with courage to offer my hand to you. With our fingers intertwined, I wasn't afraid of anything anymore. Like Persephone longing for the chill of fall, winter saw lovers embrace. Time slowed as snowflakes fell, but all I could see was the golden sheen of divine affection returned. The winter chill off the lake gave me pardon to hold your hand, to wrap my arms around you, to spend an entire day bathed in your warmth. I wake from blissful dreams reaching for you and fill pages and pages of notes with your laughing eyes and soft lips and angel-kissed cheeks. I envisioned a blissful summer by your side, but the sun was never as warm as when you told me you loved me too. Now spring blooms, but we are still separated by invisible borders, a force field of fear. It hurts more this time because I know how it feels to be in your arms. So I plan for when we can be together again, and I daydream about a hopeful future, and I write you sappy poems as I try to express how much you mean to me 
I think the best way to say it, as simple as it may be, came to me as I fell asleep with thoughts of a forest cottage in my mind. You make me want to learn how to use a copy maker. So our mornings always start with your mug next to mine. I see us bathed in sunlight as violets bloom. When you lean in for a kiss, I'll still say, I missed you. That's so cute. Yeah. Um, so I wrote that for my girlfriend. Yeah, of course, I could have just gone and like read it to her in person. But one, social distancing. Two, it, it, this is the kind of thing that needs, like, if you're not expressing your love through podcast, what are you doing? Exactly. Back to you in the studio, Peyton. Ah, yes, thanks, Peyton. And we're back. That was a gorgeous piece. Thank you so much, Claire. Beautifully written, as ever, and full of a lot of heart and just hmm, wonderful. So once again, thank you so much for sharing, Claire. I know you're a listener of the show as well, so here's your little thanks just from me, the host. But I hope you enjoyed as well, my listener. It is always a pleasure to have her on, and maybe I can coerce her into sharing more. We'll see. Now, if you would like to be featured either on my podcast or on the Boomsite Literary Magazine, I would be more than happy to have you on to share your work and to showcase it to all of my other listeners. So please, if you have work to share, do not hesitate to email ivy, ivy at storyarkark.org to go ahead and get yourself working on a feature. We, both the Boomsite and myself here at COVID Operation, would be more than delighted to have you here and to hear your work and to hear about it. So please. If you got something to share, do not be afraid. Like I said, I don't bite. And even if I did, I can't bite you through the internet. So you're safe. Also, I guess that could carry on towards vampire research. So if you're very interested in talking to vampires, now would be the time to do it. Because social distancing and you'd have to do it over the internet, over Zoom. So now's the time to talk to some vampires and get their interviews because they can't bite you over the internet. That's another tip of the day from Peyton. So tip number one, share your work with me and Ivy. Tip number two... Vampires cannot bite you over the internet. And I guess tip number three is that I sometimes eat cat food. So really, you're getting a whole lot of stuff from me today. Really an insightful Tuesday episode. Now, with something so jam-packed, you'd think we'd have more time, but unfortunately, that is all we've got together today. So I hope that you enjoyed both Claire's piece and, of course, my ramblings, because that's what you come here for in COVID operation. It was fantastic having you here, and I hope you tune in again tomorrow. And if you need more of me, of course, you can always listen to the rest of my episodes. Like I said, this is our 32nd celebratory episode, so woohoo! We got way more to go, and I'm so excited to see where the future leads us. Now, secondly, if you'd like to get in touch with me to make some comments or ask questions for my Friday episode, you are more than welcome to email me at Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N, at storyarkark.org. I look forward to hearing from you, and my inbox is always open, so ask them loud, ask them proud, ask them right there in my email inbox. For realsies, that's all the time we've got together today, so I appreciate you listening, and I hope to see you tomorrow. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. Thank you so much. Stay safe out there. I'll see you tomorrow. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out.